Welcome to Football on the Rocks, where we pour ourselves a glass and help you dominate the fantasy football competition. During the season, we will recap the action for the week, identify targets to stock up on and targets to pour out, discuss our weekly positional rankings, and give you our DraftKings DFS picks of the week. So, Grab your glass, maybe put some rocks in it, and join three fantasy football experts and whiskey enthusiasts every week as we help you salvage your draft, win your league, and fight for the millionaire. Hello and welcome to Football on the Rocks. I am Joe Niehoff, your host, joined tonight by my colleagues John and Bobby. Uh, And, of course, we're here tonight to talk about your DFS lineups, your DraftKings teams, for those that are trying to chase the millionaire. Um, So to get started, Bobby, I know you had this up earlier. Why don't you tell us who who beat us last week and who our winner was? All right. So last week was a good week for us again. We we actually finished uh, in the four, five, and six spots. I was in fourth. Just a couple of points behind me. I think it was about three points behind me. It was Joe. Uh, John, you were in, in fifth there. But first place was Answer Book. Uh, again, this guy just keeps, like, each of the last couple of weeks, save uh, week week nine, uh, when we were able to take first, uh, I think it took first, second, and third that week. But outside of that, he's been number one or two on the list. Every week since like week five, like this kid just keeps keeps doing work here. Um, pretty impressive. Uh, so answer book K Walt fourteen and Mickey Cats twelve. Um, he is on here twice now. Mickey Cats is, and uh, seems like one of our newer listeners. So uh, good luck to you guys on trying to get our our whiskey bottle at the end of the season. You got a bunch of uh, entries here. Yeah, and I will say I want to give a quick shout out to Answerbook because he, uh, I think he found us from me posting on DraftKings Social. So for those that uh, don't know what DraftKings Social is, it is kind of like a social media type deal done through DraftKings. It's a little button you have uh, on your DraftKings app if you go on there, uh, and he's uh, he's left us some nice comments. So I appreciate the feedback, and he did leave a comment, Bobby, that week that we went one, two, three. And he yeah. says this, he says, um, he says, y'all would not have finished one, two, three. If I had not listened to your podcast, you would have finished one, three, four. <laughs> so <laughs> apparently, uh, you know, we help and don't help just depends on the week. Right. Um, yeah. But, uh, but anyway, so that gives you idea. again, I appreciate uh, you guys all listening. I know answer book and I've gone back and forth. He really does enjoy watching our, our back and forth here on our league, seeing who's going to win every week. Uh, and I know he takes pride in taking first place. So we'll see if as, we can shoot out there and beat him this upcoming week. And go as we all do here, as we all do. Yes, absolutely. So why don't we start with stacks? John, why don't you tell us your favorite stack for the week? Yeah, one one stack I'd like is the uh, Green Bay stack with Rodgers and then Adams. I also like uh, Valdez Scanlon is the cheap 3,700 wide receiver to go with it if you're looking for the double stack. Otherwise, I think Rodgers and Adams are a good just stack on their own. Vikings are worse in the league against quarterback, 26 in the league against wide receivers. 
Um, I think it could be a good game for Adams. Um, Rogers has that full week back off of the COVID list. So I think he's uh, looking to bring some pain to the Vikings. And I think uh, either Jefferson or Thielen could be a good bring back against Green Bay. Um, even though they're uh, top three against wide receivers, I think like we saw last week against the Chargers, I think the Vikings can still get a lot of production at wide receiver, even against a bad matchup. Yeah, I think it's a great point you made right there, John, because there was a supposed bad matchup and Jefferson had one of his best games of the year. So I agree. Good points. Bob, you got a stack you like? Um, I do. One of them, it's kind of a very obscure stack, cheaper stack as well. Um, and I, I might get some flack for this because I'm going Joe Flacco and Elijah Moore for the sorry Jets. Yeah. Um, they're going up against Miami. Miami is, uh, actually one of the bottom teams in the league in terms of uh, what they're allowing. Two wide receivers. Elijah Moore is a deeper threat. We know that uh, at least historically Joe Flacco's got that big arm. And so I I weirdly like the ability for them to be able to do something. I do have a comeback there then uh, with Jalen Waddell. So I'm thinking that these guys are going to be some highly targeted players on the week. Um, you know, let me pull this up real fast here. The the Dolphins are giving up multiple touchdowns two quarterbacks um there's only two three weeks where they haven't given up at least two touchdowns um you know baltimore and houston those are two of the last weeks that they played now um but i think joe flacco especially with a full week of work and trying to connect here with elijah moore i think this could be really fun to see I'm hopeful that there's lots of targets here coming his way. And uh, um, you can save a ton because Flacco is so dang cheap at only 4,600. Yeah. Yeah. And and you have the ability to, to kind of come back with that stack. Right. And with Waddle all the way back there. Bad. Yeah. But it isn't a bad deal. I'm going the opposite route with you guys on, or at least with Bobby on this one. John, your stack's a little bit more like mine. You're getting some higher priced guys. Uh, that makes sense. One that I really like this week uh, is in Buffalo. So I like it because you can double stack. Uh, the second guy is fairly inexpensive for you in the double stack. So definitely, uh, Allen, think you could have a really good week this week um, coming off a game where they just dominate against the Jets. I think this is a closer played game, but India has been known to give up big plays against wide receivers. Um, so I, I like having Allen and Diggs. And really, you can go a lot of different directions with the second stack because I like Dawson Knox. Um, He has been more like touchdown dependent as a tight end this season. Um, But again, if you look at how Indy plays against tight ends, um, I'm showing on DraftKings the 27th ranked against tight ends for the season. So there's points there available. If you don't want Dawson Knox, um, Emmanuel Sanders is only 5,300. And he's had some dud of weeks. Uh, but he's still getting some pretty high upside targets. You know, he turns some of those into a little bit more of those catches. Uh, and again, with the, the higher upside against wide receivers for, for Buffalo, I like it. It's tough to have um, a comeback for them. I mean, the natural or obvious comeback would be Jonathan Taylor. 
Um, but again, he's playing against a good defense. I, I think this would be one of those stacks where you don't need the comeback in that game uh, because there's other ga- like higher scoring games you're going to want to target yeah. uh, for the week. One of those being, mm-hmm. of course, you know, the Dallas KC games and stuff like that. Yeah. And those of you that listen to our weekly podcast as well, we talked about how um, Buffalo's defense only allows uh, – 70 yards rushing every week just about and yep. is only about what one or two touchdowns all season long i don't remember what the stat was but um just really stifling on the ground yeah absolutely all right so that's our stacks uh anybody got a quarterback they like that stands out to them uh, a couple other guys you know if you're not gonna go super cheap you guys have mentioned some of them but one of the highest scoring games at least according to vegas is going to be that Kansas City Dallas game and so getting a piece of that with either Mahomes or Prescott I like Prescott just because you can save 400 and use that in a couple other ways um and and so that is just one uh two guys to to look at uh Jalen Hurts as well is only 6,800 if you're looking to pay up a little bit um he has been a top 12 quarterback all but like one week this entire season and so you're getting a lot of consistency out of him he's only at 6800 yeah it's good I, i'm gonna mention a guy real quick john then you can go because uh, i don't want you to take him so joe burrow is my guy and i mentioned him in our last podcast as well the one on just our weekly stuff uh he's 6600 this week but guys as as an option i mean that's a good price for a guy that in all but one week has had two touchdowns passing. You know, so you're talking about a floor for a guy. And there's so many options and ways to develop your lineup with Burrow. Um, like you could go with Chase. If you don't want Chase, you go with Higgins. You know, you could double stack it there. You could bring in a Boyd and be okay with it, you know, because they're, they're all at reasonable prices for their what you have there. Uh, and you can build a pretty nice team around them. And you have options for the comeback. You know, Waller's a decent comeback option, uh, and so is uh, uh, Renfro, who's not going to give you a ton of points, but he's going to be a nice floor for you. So there's just some options in that game. So that's the quarterback I like. John, do you like anybody? Yeah. The uh, quarterback that I'm keeping an eye on is the uh, quarterback wearing number one in Carolina, Newton. Oh, I like it. Yeah. 5,100 trending to being the starter for the week against a a Washington defense that played well last week but has struggled for the year. I think he could be an interesting stack with a CMC or a um, DJ Moore. But I think he, even standalone, he's gonna he could have a lot of value with just the uh, rushing touchdowns he could get towards the goal line and just kind of the cheap touchdowns he can get. Yeah, I think he played like a total of ten snaps last week and got eleven points. So um, that's a tricky play. And and the thing with him. He's one of those guys, like, uh, percentages-wise, like, even with the guy that takes the risk on him, there's not going to be that many. I mean, you're talking under 10% will probably start. Yeah, I think the – the I, I kind of want – depends what kind of game I'm playing. In the big tournaments, I'm shying away from Mahomes and Prescott just because I think they'll be overplayed because they're yeah. un, they're, they seem to be underpriced for the matchup. Yep. In If I'm playing kind of lower um, – lower amount of people I might be willing to go with them or if I'm playing kind of a cash game I might be willing to go for them but I think big tournament I think uh Newton's an interesting play for the week yeah I like it 
Very good, very good. All right, uh, running backs. Uh, John, since you went last there, you want to take the first stab at a running back you like? Yeah, um, the two I kind of like for the week, I, I kind of like the big, uh, if I'm going kind of big money wide receiver, big money quarterback, which is the way I've kind of been tending to go this year, then I think I'm looking at James Conner and Gaskin for the week. Connor Connor's playing Seattle, 31st against the run um, on DraftKings this year. And then Gaskin playing the Jets, 32nd versus the run in DraftKings this year. Both have really good matchups. Um, I think um, I think with Gaskin, you're hoping that Miami gets up, gets a good lead, and then he's just featured in the second half of the game. Yeah. Yeah, I'll go next here. Uh, one guy to keep your eye on, I think, could be a nice value play, uh, depending on what happens with the guy in front of him, Mark Ingram. So, Ingram's 5,400. If uh, it turns out that Kamara is going to sit out, right now he's he practiced it, or he practiced it in a limited fashion, so um, with a knee injury. So, we'll see what ends up coming from him. Keep your eye on that. He could be a good value play. Um yeah, on the other side of the coin, uh, for me, somebody that that I definitely, you know, am going to consider putting in a lineup, uh, as as much as it hurts to say it, but I mean, AJ Dillon's probably not a bad value at 6,200 6, with uh, Aaron Jones being doubtful. Um, so, you know, as a as a Viking fan, don't like to say it, but but honestly, he's he is a decent value in DraftKings uh, if you're making a team, depending on what you got going on. So, those are two guys that uh, that you hadn't mentioned yet that I like. Bob, you got anybody? Uh, another guy that hasn't been mentioned yet is David Montgomery. Uh, Montgomery is only 5,500. Uh, prior to his injury, he had two big games of 21 and 25 points of DraftKings scoring uh, over 100 yards in both of those games on the ground. He should be right back to where he was now after uh, coming back in a limited role um, um, in week nine. And so, like to see him and, and what he's going to be able to do. Again, only 5,500. Um, there's not going to be as many running backs better than him this week where he is ranked in terms of his price. The other one I like is Joe Mixon. Um, he's been on fire. He's scored over 25 points in three of the last four games. Um, he is at his highest price he's been all season, but even at 7,600 against Las Vegas, I think that he's going to be able to put up some big numbers. Um, and I, I like the ability that he's, uh, that he has this week to uh, just continue on this role that he's been going on. Uh, on that, I think it's time for you to let Bunker take a piss. I mean, yeah, clearly he's, he's, he's wanting something. <laughs> he, he wants to go upstairs. We are in the uh, basement here. Yeah. Hanging out. It's like, Dad, it's time for bed. What the hell? I know, right? That's what he's I trying to it. say. I totally get it. I totally get it. All right, let's get into uh, to wide receivers. So on the wide receiver side, um, you mentioned to get a piece of that Dallas-Kansas City game. Um, I think this is where, you know, both sides of the ball, I, I think there's options. Um, obviously, Tyreek Hill is, is every single week is a, somebody you consider. At his price point, it makes it a little bit harder um, but on the Dallas side, I like C.D. Lamb. No, nobody's going to really complain about that uh, or, or really argue that. He had a great week last week. But the guy I like more than anybody on Dallas this week is Cooper, and it's because of his price. 
6200 for a wide receiver is not a bad price. Kansas City's been better over the last couple of weeks against wide receivers. Um, so, you know, some people might say temper expectations. But I like Cooper. And the last guy I'm going to mention in this game uh, is Michael Gallup. So Gallup is back from injury, and he's 4200 Had five targets last week. Um, but he could be a nice value play as well. I mean, he scores one touchdown, and you're right there. Um, as far as points needed to, to have some value. So that's just a game I'm targeting as far as wide receivers go. There's other players I like as well, but I'll let you guys take a couple of those. Go ahead, John. Yeah, I'll give um, I'll give three people that I like that are not in stacks that I like. I think a lot of the wide receivers I end up playing are in stacks. So this is kind of the third, fourth wide receiver I'd be looking at um, in – just some favorable matchups. I think one is Cooks um, going against Tennessee, 32nd ranked against um, receivers on DraftKings this year. He's at 6,000, which is um, pretty cheap for him. Tyrod's back in his second week. He had a lot of success early in the year. I think looking to kind of get back to that. Um Someone else I like is Corey Davis against Miami. I think this is uh, just, you know, we talked, Joe Flacco has that kind of big arm potential. I think Miami will get an early lead. I think the Jets will be throwing a lot from behind. And then the last one I like is Devontae Smith. He's the, the Saints are 28th against wide receivers on DraftKings. I think he's really the number one guy, and he's coming off back-to-back really strong weeks. And I think he's um, really likely he could continue that at 6,400. I think he has a lot of upside for the price, and I think he's in kind of a game where a lot of people won't be targeting him. So I think that could be kind of a differentiator if you're in the bigger tournaments. Good. Bobby, you got anybody? Yeah. So, John, John, well, you guys both kind of combine to take – a lot of the guys that I was going to talk about as well. I like Cooper the most, as you mentioned earlier. One guy that we haven't mentioned yet, though, Hunter Renfro. Um, he's just doing some consistent things week in and week out. Um, he hasn't gotten under 10 points in the last four games. Um, and really only once all season has he gotten under 10 points. Um, he's still really underpriced at 5,800. Um, he is... 5800 which is his highest price point of the season. Uh, but still, with that consistent output, he's getting you basically 15 points every week, and you're hitting about that triple uh, the price, was, which is what you're looking for. Another guy that I like a little bit more this week as well is Emmanuel Sanders um, against Indianapolis. Uh, part of the reason for that is um, Beasley popped up on the injury report, uh, so something to keep an eye on there. But I do like Emmanuel Sanders. He is a little bit cheaper in that $5,300 range. Um, so I'm just going to throw those guys in there along with everyone else that, that you both have already mentioned that I love as well. Yeah. I got one more guy that that I, I meant to say, but I didn't. Did you say, is it Bateman? It is. It's Bateman. And, and 4500 Yeah, and it's because of the price. Um, yeah. And here's the other thing about Bateman, too, just to give anybody that, that has kind of watched him and trying to pay attention to what he's done. He's played four games this season. Uh, he's had six targets, six targets, eight targets, eight targets. Um, so you're, you're right on that number. I mean, he hasn't scored a touchdown yet, but he gets in the end zone. He's a 20-point week. 
Right. For a guy at forty five hundred, that's an awesome price. Right. And even with that, um, you know, you said played four games, three games over ten points. Yeah. Uh, you know, with with that price 12. point, yeah, if he's forty five hundred, about twelve, thirteen points. Yeah, you're right there. Here. You're right there. Absolutely. So that's where another guy I liked. Uh, tight ends, um, John. You got anybody? Yeah, I think this is a week. I might be if I'm going kind of the Cam Newton quarterback route. I think this is a week I'm targeting Kelsey. Yeah, yeah right him, there with you. He's seventy one hundred. He was starting the year over eight thousand for the first four weeks. I think he it's a steep discount and really the only other tight the only other tight end with a great matchup who's kind of one of the top top tier tight ends is Kittle against Jacksonville. But I think he I think it's easy to see Kelsey being the top overall tight end for the week. At seventy one hundred, you're not paying too much of a premium to get him. So I think it is a um it is a really interesting Kelsey week, although I think his ownership could get up there. Um, but I could also see people spending on kind of the CD lambs and the Tyree kills, and then um, maybe the ownership for Kelsey falls off. Right. I, I'm right there with you with Kelsey and Kittle as well at 6,300. Um Kittle is a guy, again, more expensive in terms of tight ends, but I have also gone that cheap quarterback route in this. Um, If you look at Kittle's last four games, he has two touchdowns. He has nine, ten, eight, and seven targets. Uh, That's that's from the last four consecutive here in terms of target. And he's, you know, he's catching five, six balls each game. Um, 16 and 24 points in his last two games. I mean, we're, we're getting enough out of him in terms of uh, what you need to make it justifiable. The other guy that I'm looking at is Mike Kosicki. Um, it's actually a, a little bit of a blessing that he put up a donut last week because a lot of people are going to shy off him this week uh, because they're going to go, ah, Kosicki just put up zero. I can't, I can't get zero out of a position, especially if I'm going to be spending 5,200 on him. Um, but he is still one of the best tight ends in the league in terms of his ability to turn out those points. And, and uh, he had seven targets still. That's not going to change. And I would say arguably his quarterbacking is going to get better with Tua uh, back starting as opposed to having Brissett. And so I would go back to the well with Gasicki this week, especially going up against the Jets, who are 22nd against the position good like i'm gonna give you guys a a couple guys real quick um speaking of guys that had bad weeks the prior week bobby um one guy that again kind of a good matchup i think may end up having low ownership and the reason why i believe a low ownership here is because he didn't have that good of a week last week and honestly he was at one point in the season like considered a, a, one of the top tight ends to target, and that's Dal- Dalton Schultz. So not the best of weeks these last few weeks for him, so I think ownership on him will be lower, but he's playing against Kansas City. It's a great matchup for tight ends in what I think will be a very high-scoring game. Uh, it is an afternoon game, so if we're talking stacks, so most of the tight ends that I like are typically a part of a stack of some kind. You know, I, I, I like uh, you know, a, a Prescott Schultz stack with, with Cooper. I, I do. That's a, 
and price point wise, it's not terrible for you with a comeback. And maybe even this is one of those things like sometimes you'll see this, but you could even do that with Kelsey as the comeback in the flex position, right? So right. Uh, the double tight end move is sometimes a unique way to to just make your team different from from what everybody else has in those millionaire type games. Yeah, um, that's, that's something I like. Another tight end, or the other two tight ends, I like. I already mentioned Knox, but I like him in a stack. Um, the last one I like in a stack is Uzuma, and Bobby, you mentioned him as a kind of a big, uh, you know, projection for the week kind of bullshit on our last podcast. Um, but again, mm-hmm. in a stack, I like him at thirty five hundred. Just a real quick thing on his, as a note to everybody, he's the last. Uh, uh, Three weeks he's had uh, at minimum three targets, which is fine, not not anything big. But but that four, game that he had three targets, four, two, two touchdowns, touchdowns. correct. <laughs> uh, and then he had four and four on five and four targets, so he had four catches, four catches, three catches the last three games. Uh, so he's he's involved, um, and you know if and he has he could he could throw out a big day, you know he really could. So it just depends, but that's. That's another guy that I, I definitely wanted to to at least throw out. But again, I'm I'm big on those stacks with my tight ends. Mm-hmm. So. Um, if you do get a little creative with with some of uh, how you're putting your teams together, uh, I was looking at some cheap cheapo tight ends, and in that same range, I was going to mention Uzoma. Thankfully, you did that for me and said Adam Troutman is the other guy to target. Uh, a lot of times when you're looking at tight ends, you just go, "Who's playing against?" Blank and blank being the worst team against tight ends. Um, we look at Philadelphia Eagles and they have allowed at least 13 fantasy points to the position um, every single game this year, except for one, and that was week two against San Francisco. Um, they have allowed, I'm looking at two, four, six, eight touchdowns to the tight ends all year long. And so Adam Troutman comes in, he is only 3,300. If you want to get really uh, cheap on it and and throw a, a, a further dart in a sense, Jawan Johnson, who started off the season scoring two touchdowns on his three catches um, against Green Bay, it's, he hasn't done anything since then. But if this tight end position is giving up so many points um, and you need to get really cheap and go down to 2,800 that is a possibility. I would go Troutman, though, if you're picking one of those two. Yeah, good. All right. Uh, any any final notes on on selections or players or people you're thinking of before we talk about last week's millionaire? Um, one thing that we don't typically talk about is defenses. Um, and one defense that is cheaper, they're only 2400 It's the Washington football team going up against Carolina. Um so we have uh, head coach going up against his former team with his former, like they were best buddies kind of quarterbacks that John was talking about with Cam Newton. Yeah. Um, if anybody knows how to defend this team, it is him and it is Washington um, who actually had a big game last, last week against arguably one of the best, the best quarterback we've seen in our history of the game. Um, they're able to do a lot of creative things against him. I think they can do really creative things against if it's PJ Walker, they're going to be able to put up some points at 2,400. Um, that is a defense. Again, you grab them and you're able to open up things. 
be able to get a lot of uh, more creative with your team. Yep. Very good. Awesome. Um, let's got dive into last week's uh, millionaire. So last week's millionaire, Epi99. Epi99, congratulations to this guy. Um, the interesting thing on millionaires, this guy actually won $1,021,052.63. So it's not just a million bucks. You get a little extra change in there as well. Help pay the taxes, right? <laughs> anyway, um, so uh, the stack last week that was the winning stack was uh, Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs. Um, no surprise there. Diggs had a great day, and Allen had his typical day. Um, the way that this guy made his team uh, was fairly unique because he took a lot of risks. So what I mean by that, number one, he took Mark Ingram. It was he a big risk last week? Not necessarily. People knew that that Kamara wasn't playing, so the risk is a little bit off the table there. But he came in at a pretty cheap price, had great value out of him. Um, but there's still some risk there. He went with another cheapo at running back in uh, D- Ernest Johnson, um, and that those two combined, you, some people would consider risky. But he followed it up with uh, Stevenson for New england in the flex spot and i say that's a risk because before the game started he was still questionable so there was no promise that he was going to be the guy he ended up being the guy and he got him 30 points which is incredible um and he backed it up with some some good priced uh wide receivers so you had Diggs, obviously keenan allen uh cd lamb all those guys had fairly decent weeks uh which helped and then he did have a, a he got a good pick in hunter henry um, for a tight end. So overall, there wasn't the comeback this week. So that happens every once in a while. And uh, you're going to get some good mixes. But almost every single week, like clockwork, a stack is going to be what helps you get to the promised land in the millionaire game. So that's all I have on that. Bobby, John, any final comments before we let everybody go for the night? Yeah, I think someone with when you're going with a stack like uh, Josh Allen because they have such a good defense, I think that's a team that makes sense not to bring someone back against. Yeah, not not try to force someone in. Yeah, that kind of uh, says the same point I had earlier um, with because I'd like Josh Allen this week. I think it's a good matchup for him this week. So you know that's a that's a great point. But that's also a point where I mean they scored 45 points last week, right? So you're, you you. I've said this before. We've all said it before. If you can target a team or a game that is going to have a lot of points scored in it, you're going to score points. You're going to have a decent week. Like that's, that's just facts. This guy, uh, by the way, he scored about 213 points. So not a big week as far as what a millionaire gets. But again, you pick a game that has a lot of points scored and you just naturally are going to have points yourself. So, Finding that is probably easier than finding the the needle in the haystack of a game of players that you're just kind of trying to figure out. Um, last week, if you did listen to us, and this is why Answerbook probably said it, we all thought that Green Bay Seattle would be a little bit of a shootout, and it was seventeen to nothing. So, <laughs> you right. know, it's not always easy to pick those games that are going to be the, that higher scoring picks, but that is something that I, I think makes the decision making around building your team a little bit easier. Correct. Yep. So, uh, Bobby, any final comments or are we good for the night? No, I got nothing else. All right. Well, thank you for listening. Uh, We wish you best of luck. And uh, we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye, Brian.